Welcome to one more episode of Building Families in the Faith. I'm Brian Johnson, this is my lovely wife Rebecca, and we are excited and thrilled that you're with us today. We're going to continue talking about child rearing, um, primarily in, in those first few months um, when they're first born uh, today, and, and some of the pitfalls, some of the dangers that many parents fall into, and just some things that we need to be aware of so that we can uh, we're some some godly children some children that please the lord right now i'll be honest these probably won't be in order of importance just kind of order as they come to our heads so <laughs> but um one of the first things <clears throat> and this is definitely order of importance <clears throat> sorry about that is that when that new baby comes a lot of times parents uh, particularly mothers stop their personal walk with God and that is a huge danger when a baby comes you have a new schedule and it's it can be tricky it can be difficult to get into your new routine and so what often happens is that you're not sleeping the same at night <laughs> because depending on your child some children are easier than others um so but all babies newborns wake up in the middle of the night to feed and sometimes two or three times in the night to feed and if you're a nursing mom that means it's all on you completely and nursing is definitely the better way to go yes but as a brand new mom, it can be very difficult, especially with that first child, to get in the routine. So what's happened is maybe you were the kind of person who did your devotions in the morning first thing. Well, now you have a little baby and you've been up two, possibly three times in the night. Um, there's nights when they're sick and so you're up a bunch of times in the night. You're exhausted. And the first thing in the morning, guess what you have to do? Feed the baby again and change the baby and clean the baby and burp the baby. And all of a sudden, you forget God. But you need God. That's why it's so crucial, uh, before you even start dating, uh, truthfully, that you have a strong relationship with God. Because if, if your relationship with God is weak in the first place and you, and you start a relationship with a, with a boyfriend, girlfriend, and you guys get married, if your relationship with God is not that strong in the first place, every relationship that's added um, is going to facilitate yeah. the destruction, let's say, of the most important relationship. Right. And so we need to keep that in mind that, <clears throat> okay, you're pregnant. Your wife is pregnant. Uh, strengthen up your, your walk with God. Get, get that re-strengthened uh, mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. sure to up. And even stronger than what it was before so that when those hurdles do come it, it will be not a destruction to that relationship with God mm -hmm. it will it will definitely put a, a um, make it harder that's for sure mm -hmm. um, but we we need to keep that relationship with God going because without God your marriage is not gonna last you're not gonna have a good marriage without God you're not gonna rear your kids for, for mm -hmm. God obviously <laughs> yes. um, and, and you have to have that you have to have that walk with God you have to have your daily Bible reading, your daily prayer life, and your, uh, your, your, your don't forget the church. Um, some some parents use a newborn baby as a as an excuse to never go yes. back to church, and yes. 
it, it's sad and, 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 dis and ends up in the years to come uh, to destroy their relationship with their kids and they, their kids are not what they wanted to be um, in the first place. So yeah, make sure you, you keep that walk with God strong and shored up. Now, like my wife was saying, you might have to make some adjustments, but don't delete it. Um, you might have to change when you do it. Um, but keep it strong, keep it as, as vibrant as it was before, um, and, and we need to have that walk with God. Another issue is also the wife, uh, when that baby is born, uh, it makes it harder to keep the relationship between the husband and wife strong. So your two primary focuses, your first relationship is your relationship with God, and then your second one is your relationship with your mate. And that little baby, especially your first one, because you don't have a clue what's going on and what's happening, uh, especially if you haven't done any reading or research, biblical books of how to rear children and, and all that kind of stuff. You go into this, and that little newborn uh, puts, a, puts a kink in, in your relationship. And, and there's a lot of subtle ways that Satan will use that little baby uh, to try to destroy your walk with God and to also try to destroy your walk with your mate, your love for your mate and your relationship with your mate. Yes. So, like he was saying, you need to adjust. Um, <clears throat> when you have a newborn, you probably are not going to do your devotions first thing in the morning. Nine times out of ten, that's not a possibility any longer. What I recommend is nap time. Yes, newborns take naps pretty much every instant of the day. But what I'm saying is the major nap time at afternoon, do your Bible reading and then lay down and get a nap yourself. Um, you don't need as much nap as baby does, but you will need a little rest. So do lay down when baby sleeps in that longer period of nap time in the afternoon um, because you're, when they're first born, they're adjusting to a new daylight schedule because in the womb, there's they're kind of flip-flopped um, <laughs> so it takes them a couple of weeks to adjust to nighttime daytime but as that's happening adjust your Bible reading and take a nap in the afternoon segment when they sleep a little bit longer get yourself a good 20 minute nap and refresh and keep going because that will help you that's going to help you in the future with other children too and that's also why we don't want them tons and tons of years apart because then no one's taking a nap but right. <laughs> mom's stressed so adjust your bible reading time and maybe um this isn't the best time of life to do a deep in-depth topical study stick <laughs> to a yearly bible reading plan at this stage of life because you just don't have the energy to do deep in-depth Bible studies. That will come later when your children are older. Um, so don't worry about it. Stick to a yearly Bible reading plan um, and, and do it maybe in the afternoon or right before bed if you have the energy, but don't just forget about it. And he also mentioned church and that's another big pitfall we've seen. Not just that people don't go to church, but how they go to church if they go to church. More and more today, um, tragically, we're seeing parents, this new generation, this, um, and I hate the term woke, but y'all calling yourselves woke people. You're not woke up to anything. You're all sound asleep, but whatever. But this, this generation of just self-centered adults who are rearing children, they're too lazy to get out of bed on Sunday morning and get their kid to Sunday school. And I'm talking about their newborn. Your 
baby needs to go to the nursery. Yes. Your baby is not going to die in the nursery, guys. Put your child in the nursery. Get them accustomed to church. And they don't need to be with you unless your church does not want newborns. There are a few churches out there that would prefer the newborn stay with the parent. I understand in that situation. Fine. But you still go to church. You still go to Sunday school and take that baby with you. But if your church has a newborn nursery, nurse the baby right before the service give them the child and go to church. You need to grow spiritually and you will not grow with that infant right next to you. Mm -hmm. And you are also bothering everyone around you with that baby. And you're like, but my baby's not crying, but your baby's cute. Yeah. And that pastor, let's be frank, pastors aren't cute. Um, nobody looks at the pastor and goes, oh, isn't he so cuddly? But everybody looks at a baby and does that. And so as you're there, even if your baby's not crying, if you are looking at your child, if you're you know, touching the baby, everyone around you is looking at that baby and they've lost attention to the service and you're not listening either. Get in church, get up, figure out your schedule, which is another pitfall is the scheduling and we're gonna talk about that in a minute. But right now let's talk about that spiritual aspect. Get in church, get your child in the nursery, Teach them to deal with other children. Teach them to deal with other adults. It is not healthy for your child to just be attached to you. And it is amazing how many moms have no problem dumping them at the daycare, mm -hmm. but they won't put them in the nursery. Right. Get your baby in that nursery. And it's so, it, as, as this is happening, you, you need to keep, yes, in church, you need to keep your, your, your spiritual life going. There are other tools out there. You have sermons on, online that you can be listening to to also re-strengthen. As my wife said, your Bible study is going to be a little bit weaker, even if you're investing the same time frame in it because you're not going to be as alert. Right. Um, get it, get <laughs> scripture on tape, or on tape, that's old time, on, on <laughs> MP3. <laughs> here. Get the Bible in MP3 or, um, uh, and, and listen to that. First of all, it's going to help you, but also it's going to help your baby. Um, like in the morning when you're when you're when you're nursing your child put put that that Bible going and your baby's gonna start hearing scripture and you're gonna hear scripture and that's gonna keep your your spiritual life stronger even though you're not as attent even though you're not as as awake even though you're not able to pay attention and glean as much as you were able to in the past use multiple forms of course the uh, going to church of course reading your own Bible but because it's not as as strong of a feeding for yourself, get it online or get it on MP3 or, or some form and be listening to that. And that way you're not only feeding yourself with the scriptures, you're also already starting to teach your child uh, and they're starting to learn those truths. Oh, we, we think, yeah, it's a bit baby, you can't even talk yet. I understand that very well. Uh, but it's proven that even what they hear in the womb is already affecting them. Mm -hmm. uh, once they're born, it's affecting them even more. Right. So... Don't let that new cuddly thing destroy and disrupt your spiritual walk. That is, is probably the biggest pitfall we've seen young couples yeah. falling into when they have a newborn. Yes. So don't do that. Um, the second one, which would be the next level of importance, is your personal relationship. Obviously, if you're not walking with God, your relationship is going to be damaged anyway. Right. But 
newborns oh yeah they can they can bring some interesting things one of the other big problems we're seeing is this idea of co-sleeping or having the baby in your room that is a horrible paganly worldly idea get your child out of your room and you say but we're poor and and we're newlyweds and we didn't mean to get pregnant and on our honeymoon but we did and we don't have a lot of money well, i have a studio apartment it doesn't matter <clears throat> put the baby in the living room yeah. babies don't need okay children don't need their own room for a very long time okay mm -hmm. and um <clears throat> by the way children don't ever need of the same sex their own separate room each one of them they need to learn to share that's another bad thing but that's in the future right. but your newborn you do not need that child now they've already proven scientifically co-sleeping is really really bad there are multiple things that can happen you can roll over on the child particularly the father mothers will be more alert fathers are exhausted very often from work and they can sleep in a very deep pattern and and it is amazing sometimes you think how does he not hear this child crying and he doesn't necessarily hear that child crying so the baby can be rolled upon which would suffocate the child the baby can roll off the bed and then be injured um, and even if the baby is totally protected doesn't roll off and there's not that issue neither of you are sleeping because you're worried about that child. So get that child out of your bed. There's no reason, even when the baby's sick, it should never be in your bed. That is a no-no. That comes from the philosophy of what is more important. The child is more important, that philosophy. Mm -hmm. And the child is not more important than your relationship with your spouse. And by letting that baby sleep in your bed, even if your husband's not home, um, by letting him sleep in, in the bed with you, you're, you're creating a, a priority in the baby and not in your husband and not your God and that will uh, even though it starts small right there you think you don't even think it's starting really uh, it will permeate the rest of that childhood's life and will destroy often uh, the relationship with the spouses yeah also the idea of putting a bassinet or crib you know pack and play type thing in your room he's not in your bed but in the room with you that is still a dreadful idea Get that child out of your room. If you don't have space, put them in the living room. They won't die, okay? Why? I'll be frank. Um, men, you may not realize this, but women, and we've talked about this before, about getting your mind into the bedroom mm -hmm. so that you can be intimate together. Uh, your wife is never, not maybe, never going to be turned on, never going to be wanting to have sex with you with an infant right, right there. there that is a person in your room okay you've got to understand that it doesn't matter that it's your baby and moms you have to understand this because a lot of time it's the mother who's forcing the issue and then the husband is suffering why is there that age of divorce right there we talked about that pitfall of divorce that when the babies come this is one of the reasons because mm -hmm. you've let that child be in your room and you don't want to have sex because and you don't even realize right it, but there. you as a wife, you need it too, as, as much as the husband. Mm -hmm. Now, the husband's need for it is more obvious, honestly, um, but the wife's need for it is more uh, uh, underlying. And if she's not receiving it, um, it is destroying her. And she may not even realize she needs it. She may not even realize she wants it. But the truth of the matter is that if your intimate life is not a consistent, uh, that is destroying the wife 
and, and her love for her husband and, and just a lot of things that are going there. And like my wife said, if that baby is in that room, it doesn't matter if it's on your bed or on the floor or in a bassinet or a crib next, right there, if it's in that same room, you're destroying your, your intimate life. And that destruction of that intimate life is destroying a whole lot more than just that intimate life. It's, 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 it's uh, affecting the wife's emotions. It's affecting her, her um, just the way she thinks of things. And, and the, the, the hormones that come with that intimacy also helps her uh, keep certain other things hormonally uh, level, uh, which will uh, prevent uh, certain stresses and which will prevent uh, that lashing out at her husband. And there's a lot of conflict there with the, with the maids at this time frame because she's not getting that intimacy. And even though she doesn't realize it, a lot of that frustration, a lot of that pent up uh, um, stress mm -hmm. and, and other things is being lashed out at him and she doesn't even realize it's because she's not intimate. That's true. Now, I wanna discuss this because when you have a child, particularly, um, we home birthed and we're big advocates of it, but we are very aware that 99% of you out there will just be like, oh, no, I need a doctor. We understand that. Um, so you go to your doctor and they're going to tell you, you cannot have any relations for, what was it? Six weeks, eight weeks. It was a ridiculous amount of time after the baby was born. And that is a pitfall too. That's a very dangerous time. Um, I do not agree with the doctors. I've had three children birthed at home. We did wait an amount of time. It was not that long really because it's not healthy for your husband and it is not healthy for you. Do be aware the first time after your first child you need to go slow right. it can be more painful right. i'm just setting that out there because people don't talk about this guys nobody's sharing this issue right. and it is an and issue part of the reason is because in the hospitals they don't teach you the wife uh, how to have that baby without tearing without ripping all this stuff yes and so and if you we don't have the time here right now but if you um, be, while you're pregnant or even before you're pregnant start learning on certain ex exercises uh, especially for the specific for the wife um, so she can have that child without all that injury and without all that um, uh, uh, damage done uh, to that area and that's why the doctors have to say yes. these long periods of time is because they're not teaching the wife right. how to have a proper baby right. or how to deliver that baby without all that extra damage and uh, most would most if not all midwives will at least teach you that and you can learn that even if you can have it in the hospital you can have that baby without ripping without yes. all that extra damage that most hospitals have uh, or most births in hospitals have and so that is part of the problem um, is is the mm -hmm. lack of understanding or the lack of learning prior to the baby of how to have the baby without, without right. all that ripping and and this does end up affecting your life don't be afraid <clears throat> if you've had stitches and things you will have to wait longer right. um, if you haven't don't be afraid it, Get back into the intimate part of your relationship. You need it. Go slow. Feel like it's the first time, you know, from way back when, you know. And and take it at a slow pace, but get back to that. And that means getting your baby out of your room. We have many more pitfalls we're going to talk about. So we just barely touched the surface of things that new parents just... I'm afraid that in this day and age, nobody's talking about it. Nobody's teaching it. And so... 
bless your heart, you're all walking in completely <laughs> blind. And, and it is very difficult when no one has bothered to say things that need to be said. So stay close to God, whatever you do. Get that child in church. Get yourselves in church. Keep walking with God. Right. Thanks for being with us. Hope you're with us again next time as we continue to try to build families in the faith. God bless.